morning and welcome to Genesis 35. God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and live there. Make there an altar to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother. Then Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves. Change your garments. Let's arise and go up to Bethel. I will make an altar there to the Lord who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me on the way which I went. They gave to Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands and the rings which were in their ears and Jacob hid them under the tree which was by Shechem. They travelled and a terror of God was on the cities that were around them and they didn't pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which was in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. He built an altar there and called the place El Beth El, because there God was revealed to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the oak, and its name was called Alon Bakuth. God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Paddan Aram and blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be Jacob anymore, but your name shall be Israel. He named him Israel. God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations will be from you and kings will come out of your body. The land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give to you and to your offspring after you, I will give the land. God went up from him in the place where he spoke with him. Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he spoke with him, a pillar of stone. He poured out a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him, Bethel. They traveled from Bethel. There was still some distance to come to Ephrah, and Rachel travailed. She had a hard labor. When she was in hard labor, the midwife said to her, don't be afraid for now you will have another son. As her soul was departing, for she died, she named him Ben-Oni, but his father renamed him Benjamin. Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrah, also called Bethlehem. Jacob set up a pillar on her grave the same is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Israel travelled and spread his tent beyond the Tower of Edah. While Israel lived in that land, Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard of it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant, Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's servant, Gad and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Jacob came to Isaac his father to Mamre to Kiriath Arba, which is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac lived as foreigners. The days of Isaac were 180 years. Isaac gave up the spirit and died. He was gathered to his people old and full of days and Esau and Jacob, his sons, buried him. It's a chapter of three deaths. First was the death of Deborah, um, Rebekah's servant. And this lady, she um, left, when Rebekah left to marry Isaac, um, a long time ago, 
before this moment. Um, this was um, the, the nurse that had, this was the lady that had nursed Rebecca as a baby. So you know they had like wet nurses. So this was uh, not the mother, but a lady that had nursed Rebecca as a baby. And when Rebecca went with Isaac, she went with him. So she's at least 15 or 16 years older than um, Rebecca was. So she dies here, maybe around about 140 years of age when she dies. In the middle of the chapter, Rachel dies giving birth at probably the age of 36, very young. And at the end of the chapter, Isaac dies at the age of 180. When Rachel dies, she's giving birth to Benjamin. Benjamin is the only one of the 12 boys to be born in the land of Canaan. All the other boys were born in Paddan Haram. And um, as Rachel's giving birth, it must have been, a, it was a very tough birth. She dies giving birth and in her final moment, she gives him a name, Benoni, which means the son of my sorrows or the son of my sorrow. But the father overrules, you know, Israel renames the boy and says, no, not the son of my sorrow, the son of my right hand. You wouldn't want to have a name like the son of my sorrow remind you over and over and over of the moment you lost your wife. So it, it, was, it was a great idea to rename the boy. And um, it's, it's, it's just like what our Heavenly Father does for us in so many ways. There are things in our lives which, which are painful or sorrowful, but the Lord overrules them. And you know, when Jesus came from the right hand of the Father, no less, he came and became a man of sorrows on our behalf. And through that process, we have a new identity and we've been renamed. And here we've got a little kind of a vignette in the Bible which shows us what the Lord did for us. We were sons of sorrow, but the Lord came and took our sorrow away. The Lord came from the right hand, no less, and we've become sons of the right hand. New identity in Jesus. Great stuff. Isaac lives a lot longer than expected. You remember when Jacob and Esau um, had that little story and Jacob deceived his brother. Um, you know, Isaac was about a hundred and, I don't know, 140-ish there. Well, it's, he's now died at 180. So he lived a lot longer than he thought. And, but by this point, the memory of that deceit is distant and the two boys bury him in peace. And the boys are, at this point, 120 years old. And finally, the chapter ends with, Re well, before the end of the chapter, there's a moment where Reuben dishonors his father by sleeping with one of his father's servant wives, Bilhah terrible thing to do, very dishonoring. And the, these three boys of Leah, the firstborn Reuben, dishonors his father in this way. Simeon and Levi dishonor their father in the previous chapter where they go to Shechem and kill all those people. And so we've got the fourth son, Judah, who becomes a kind of a firstborn in the family. And Judah ends up being the ancestor of Jesus Christ. And it's kind of like because of the dishonor or because of the sin or, or for some reason like that, the favor of God has skipped down these three boys and it's gone to Judah. And it's through Judah that Jesus Christ comes. And Jesus is even called the Lion of Judah, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And Judah's not without mistakes too, as we're going to find out in chapters ahead. But Judah honors his parents. And um, that's something that we, that we always need to be mindful of honouring our parents, honouring our spiritual parents. And um, the Bible tells us it will go well with us and we'll live a long time. 
And so I'm just going to mention briefly here that, you know, Isaac was a man who did honour his father Abraham and he lived to 180. That's a great age. But we're going to get to a point late in the book of Genesis where Jacob is going to be dying and he's going to say something about his life. And Jacob wasn't someone who always honoured his parents. And we're going to compare what Isaac and Jacob did. In fact, you can even jump ahead and read it. But there's something very, very wonderful that happens and cuts in for us when we do put honour of our parents in place. Lord, I ask you to give us these graces in the name of Jesus Christ. And I ask that we'd have the graces for honour, the grace for love, the grace to walk as believers. But also, Lord, help us to, to see you in the Bible stories, in the, in the way, Lord, that you, you intervened for the renaming, giving us a new identity in Christ, just like uh, Israel intervened to rename his son Benjamin. We thank you, Lord, that in Christ we have a new name. We are a new creation, says the New Testament. I thank you that the old has been washed away and the new has come. Lord, we praise your name. And now let that new creation thrive within us. In Jesus' name, amen.